Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, we continue. This is Zach Gelb Show, coast to coast on CBS Sports Radio. Let's go out to the guest line right now, and it's bizarre to call this guy a former NFL safety, but he was drafted out of Rutgers. First round, 27th pick overall by the New England Patriots, played his entire career with the Pats and won three Super Bowls, and now he's fresh off the football field right to the Sunday night football desk. And he does a great job for NBC, and that is our pal Devin McCourty. DMAC, always appreciate the time. Thanks for it. How you been? What's up, Zach, man? Good to see you. And uh, we're not at a Super Bowl. We usually see yeah. each other uh, <laughs> always at the Super Bowl at Radio Row. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about that. So I appreciate you jumping on board. Uh, you've been good on TV. We knew last year as your adorable kids now in the background. That's great. So we see the entire McCourty family. Um, I know last year you tried out some TV work with CBS during your bye week. How have you been enjoying the NBC experience so far? Man, it's been awesome just to to be able to, to be around the game, but also, you know, not having my body go through the torture and the hard times of that. Um, I'm just, okay, go get Bray Bray. And then, <laughs> you know, I think, uh, you know, with NBC allowing me to even do player interviews, so sitting down with Jamar Chase and, Obviously, Matthew Judon, who I got to, you know, play with. And then Jason Kelsey has been a whole nother, you know, experience. And um, that's been fun. So I've enjoyed every minute of them calling games uh, for Westwood One Radio. Uh, so that has been probably, you know, one of the, the neater things to be on the field on game day, talking to guys on the sideline and then still getting that kind of rush calling the game and being involved in the game. So I've enjoyed that as well. Like, it's important to get that football fix, like you're saying, so you're not detached from the game, but it's still tough first year out where you, like, kind of wake up and you go, oh, it's game day. How much do you still miss it, and and do you wake up some days and go, man, I wish I was still playing? Uh, I have not woken up not one day and said I, I wish I was still playing. Really? Um, I haven't, man. I think, I think for me, too, I, I had a chance to still play this year, um, you know, even – before announcing my retirement, like I never even contacted Bill or had any conversations about coming back because I wanted to make that decision for myself um, without anybody else talking to me. So um, even this year, one of my friends reached out to me and was like, yo, one of our personnel guys was like, do you think he would be interested in coming back? And I just don't, man. I, I think football was a, a awesome time in my life. Like I had so much fun playing, uh, but I think it was time. I think, you know, Everything I was able to do in New England um, with the guys I was able to do it was special. Um, but, you know, the only thing that I do miss is the camaraderie, being in the locker room, um, being around the guys, the laughs, the jokes. Um, and I've got a little bit of that with NBC. You know, Sunday we watch all the games together, so I still get a little bit of that uh, rush. But, you know, actually going out there and playing the game, 
I like this side. I win every week. I haven't lost a week yet <laughs> since retiring. So that, that's a lot more fun. <laughs> now, with that being said, Devin McCourty, you're a championship player. You live for the big moments. It's one thing to pass up those phone calls now. Phone call comes in December with like three weeks left in the season. Hey, Devin, we just lost our safety. You got a team that's ready to go win a Super Bowl. Would you then maybe think about returning? If they need a hundred and probably eighty-five pound safety that hits the Peloton every few days, uh, I don't think I don't think I'll be much of a help. Uh, if I do get the call, the first guy I call, I call Eric Weddle and ask him how it felt. Was it worth it? I know he tore his pec at the end of it. I talked to him after they went on that great Super Bowl run. Um, but no, nah, like all jokes aside, I, I don't want to say like, no, I would never do that. But I, I would say sitting here right now, beginning part of November, it would be really hard for me to think about putting on a helmet and pads again and going to play football. Like I just think uh, it would be really hard to do that. And let's be real. I know why you retired. You may not admit this. You may not confirm this when I'm saying it. But the biggest reason you retired is your brother went to TV he started to get all the spotlight, and you go, you have to show him who the best McCordy is and that you're better at TV than Jason. You know what, Zach? The crazy thing is my whole football life and career, I built it up so people would only know Devin McCordy playing in New England, and they would always mistake Jason for Devin. Then he goes on Good Morning Football. Everywhere I go, people come up to me and go, man, I watch you every morning. That's you're amazing. Awesome. Man, I love your fitless segment. I'm like, that's not me. I went to. I even went to his son's football game while he's in Germany, and everybody was like, "Coach, I can't believe you came all the way back from Germany." I'm like, "I'm not him." So I definitely had to come and jump in his field to try to steal his spotlight. That's absolutely gold, cool. Devin McCourty, with us. So we just ranked our top five teams in the NFL. I had the Ravens in at number two, the Eagles at one. Would you agree right now that the Ravens are the best team in the AFC? I would take the Ravens. You know, I think. Um, it's always hard. You know, I got an opportunity to play with Tom Brady for 10 years. So you get that one guy in the league at quarterback where you're like, eh, I don't know if I ever want to bet against him. And that is Patrick Mahomes right now. Like, I don't know if you ever really want to bet against him. But if you are going to bet against him in the AFC, I'm taking Action Jackson. What they've built, I think that defense is playing out of its mind. Have a really close relationship with Kyle Van Oy, So I'm talking to him all the time. And what he's been able to do, adding on to that defense, but I think what Lamar Jackson has turned into, he's the guy that can stay in the pocket and throw the ball. He's the guy that can, you know, take a loose play that breaks down and make an unbelievable play. And they're still running him on those QB design run plays. Not all the time, but enough to make the defense have to plan for it. And that puts so much pressure on you. Um, I think they right now, I think they're the team to beat. But one of their biggest issues is the AFC North still has Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and probably the hottest team right now is Cincinnati. So um, I think that'll muddy the waters a little bit, whereas the AFC West with Kansas City, they should probably be able to run through what's left of the AFC West, depending on if the Chargers can get it rolling. Yeah, and regardless of what the records uh, indicate right now, I think those are the three best teams in the AFC, the, the Ravens, the Chiefs, and then the Cincinnati Bengals. As a defender, would, out of those three quarterbacks, is it still Mahomes that would keep you up the latest at night in terms of preparation when you look at three great ones in Mahomes, Burrow, and then Lamar Jackson? Yeah, he would because I, I would think about having to play him second week in January and that time in the AFC Championship. I would see him being at the absolute best, continuing to build. Like this team last year in Kansas City 
watching the beginning of the season. They lose Tyreek Hill. Everybody's kind of like, ah, that doesn't look the same. Like, I don't know. And then by the time we got to January, it was like, man, this team is rolling. They're great, Patrick Mahomes. So, like, that would be the thing that kept me up at night is that guy's probably – and that team under Andy Reid is going to probably be playing their best ball at the end of the season. Not to say these other teams can't, but they have a proven track record of being able to do that uh, over the last, you know, whatever, six or seven years that they've played in that AFC Championship game. Um, that, that would kind of keep me up at night. Devin McCourty here with us. I remember that AFC Championship game – uh, it was one of the best games I've ever seen. You guys in Kansas City going up against the Chiefs. We barely saw you on the TV because you were so far down the field uh, just making sure that Tyree Kill Chase didn't get Tyree the football. Kill. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, everyone goes, Devin McCourty played a great game. I go, I know Devin McCourty starts. I know he's a great player. I didn't see him once on the TV, but you did a great job up against Tyreek. You knowing how difficult it is to prepare for Tyreek and now what he's been able to do in Miami uh, with Tua. Do you think he has a case if the Dolphins pick up some more wins to maybe win MVP this year? Yeah, I mean, we. I think it's time to stop, you know, naming this basically the best quarterback in the league for the year because as we look at these guys, what Tyreek Hill has been able to do is phenomenal. Like, we thought Patrick Mahomes was a huge part of Tyreek Hill being successful, and all he's done since then is put up career years and career numbers. And if he goes out there and breaks Calvin Johnson's record this year, and even if he doesn't, just what he's been able to do week in and week out is unbelievable. Like teams have come in and I've come into games and saying, we can't let Tyreek Hill beat us. And then you look up and you're like, dang, he finished with 160 yards and a touchdown. Effortlessly too. It, it, it's it's remarkable. So uh, I, I do think it's time to, you know, especially this year, there hasn't been a quarterback consistently. Like obviously Joe Burrow's hot right now. Lamar Jackson's had some unbelievable games. Two has obviously played well because he's throwing the ball to Tyreek Hill. So, you know, he has numbers, too, with, you know, throwing the waddle, and he's done a great job of running that offense. But I think when you look at MVP, like what the team would be without, you know, this most valuable player, Tyreek Hill's been that, you know, I think by a long shot this year. Devin McCourty here with us. When you look at Buffalo, is it just something missing with them? Because, like, they've been so inconsistent. I think they're just a playoff team. I have no expectations for them, though, once they get into the postseason. You know, I said it before the season, you know, uh, we were, you know, I think in the preseason we had the Hall of Fame game and we were talking AFC teams and I picked Buffalo to have, you know, a fall off. Um, I didn't predict this because I think one of the reasons why it hasn't been the injuries on defense. Yes, Josh Allen and, and Stephon Diggs, this offense has been very productive, but that defense has been so consistent. It's led to charge. Okay, go down, go over there for a second. Um, <laughs> but this is live defense, parenting. I love it. Yeah, right. Um, and the boys are you, so you, wild. You'll be but going this, back to the NFL uh, the moment a team calls. <laughs> you're right off to the NFL for a Super Bowl run. <laughs> exactly. But that that defense, I think the injuries have hurt them. I would love to see them run Josh Allen more. Not not like to the the way he would get hurt, but like just to make the defense come in and say, "Hey, we have to plan for Josh Allen running the ball." All right, I got to ask you about the Patriots before we let you run. There was a report by Ben Volen that if Belichick comes home from Germany going up against the Colts uh, this week with a 2-8 and eight record, he thinks there's a chance that the Crafts could make the move in the bye week and install Gerard Mayo as the interim coach for the final seven games. How do you react to that about uh, Ben Volen potentially thinking Belichick could be canned after this week? I don't see it. I think for for what he's done and what that team is, 
Um, I don't see I don't see the coaching change being what gets this team over the hump. Like Bill's not the issue. Um, you know, I think in this league, and we consistently now because of the record and how they've been playing, there's a new report every week, right? Of it w- it'll be midseason, it'll be after the season, it'll be this, it's that. Um, it's a contract extension. So when you're not winning, that's going to continue to happen. So what happens next year? Um, I don't see them firing him, but I can't sit here and say that's definitely not going to happen. Like in this league, crazy things happen all the time. But I, I find it very hard to believe that what Coach Belichick has been able to do time and time again, that you would say, hey, at the bye week, you know, kind of midway through the year, we're deciding to walk away from a coach who's coached us over the 20 plus seasons, all the Super Bowls, I I think that would be very hard to to envision. We know how important Brady was, obviously, to the Patriot way. With him not being there, though, the team has regressed in a big way. Um, Is it just as simple as Tom is no longer there? Is there more there as why the Patriots have fallen off? Well, again, this is, I know everybody doesn't agree with me in New England because I've said this a lot. I think one of the biggest problems for the Patriots is how good of a coach Bill is. Like if we look at 2012, I think it was Peyton Manning had the neck injury and he might have played a game or didn't play any games uh, for the Indianapolis Colts. They won two games that year, I think, two or three games. They ended up with the first pick in the draft and, and drafted got Andrew yeah. Since Tom has left, New England has won seven games, then 10 games, and then eight games, and then now this season. If they would have just been bad one of those years – they might have had a chance to draft somebody to take over this team, not just from a quarterback standpoint, but they would have been drafting in the top rounds of the draft every year since then, whether it was one year or two years where they weren't. Like, that's what we've normally seen for teams that have lost a great quarterback. They've been bad, and then they've built that way. But this Patriot team hasn't done that. They haven't, you know, they didn't get the quarterback like, you know, Green Bay did. They didn't draft an Aaron Rodgers to follow Brett Favre, so they didn't get a guy to learn and, and watch for a while. So I think that makes things harder. But it was hard to do that with Brady, right? At one point, you draft Jimmy, you drafted, you know, rest in peace, Ryan Mallett. You have these guys, but each time you kind of thought Brady was at the end, he went and extended his career another five years and won another two or three Super Bowls. So um, I think one of the best things that could happen for this team possibly is this year not winning, getting the top pick, and now not just getting, you know, a good player somewhere in the first round, but getting one of those blue chip players who I think the last time they drafted in the top 10 was Gerard Mayo, who's now being rumored to take over as a head coach. So um, I, I think that will be a, a big help for this team. But people don't give credit. I think Bill's greatness is one of the biggest reasons why this team hasn't been able to, you know, be bad and get those good players like Mike Tomlin told Chase Young one year. I hope to never be able to draft a guy like you because that means we were really bad the year before and the Patriots haven't had that opportunity. So last thing I'll ask you on this, Devin McCord, and then we'll let you run. We'll go, let you go back to the, the daddy daycare <laughs> duties inside your palatial estate. So, uh, hey, they're going to a top five draft pick this year. This team should be as bad as possible. Like you were just saying, I've been all on board. Tank, 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 tank. If Robert at the end of the year does say, okay, we just need a change. It's time to move on after 24 years. I'm assuming you'd be disappointed if they move on from Belichick after the season. Yeah, I mean, one thing I always try not to do is say and act like I I know what it's like to be an owner. I would be disappointed because I 
I don't want to see that into that come like that. I was disappointed that Tom left and went to Tampa, partly because I was still on the Patriots. And I wanted <laughs> if he's gonna win another Super Bowl, I'll win it with me. But also because of like how awesome it was to watch that. You would want everything to kind of. I think we all have this like picture perfect thing of like let it all end with Bill walking away and never coaching again. And but I just think like if they do walk away from him. He is going to coach. Like, if he wants to coach, he's going to coach, and someone's going to take him. And I think he still is a good coach and will go win games. And I would hate to see him coaching for another team, winning football games. Um, but I can't say that, like, I'm like, oh, my goodness, this can never – like, I, I've just been in around this league now for, you know, 14 years. You've seen crazy things happen. I mean, I sat down with Matt Patricia this year when I was in Philly, and we talked about – him helping the team draft players and in the next month putting in a whole game plan and being an offensive coordinator after being a defensive coach for the last like 15 or 20 years. So that was crazy. So I anticipate and expect crazy things to happen, but um, yes, it, it would be a little disappointing because um, I don't, I just don't want to see something I got to be a part of that was so great in that way. I know you guys for Sunday Night Football this week have the Jets and the Raiders. We got to spice this up a little bit this week. You smoking a, a cigar in the set before the game? Man, uh, I, I text Brian Hoyer and said, I better not see your old butt down there in there coughing, trying to smoke a cigar. Your lungs aren't ready for that. You're just too old. But it was fun to see that Raiders team, um, you know, come and get a win like that. But I will say I went back and watched the film. It's a little easier getting ready to go and – playing against the Giants right now. That was yeah, not, the Giants uh, stink. That was not a good team. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what the Raiders look like following that, you know, riding that emotional high and now playing against the Jets, who, I mean, obviously didn't look great on offense either last week. Devin, always great to catch up with you. Good luck. Thanks so much for doing this. Appreciate it. No, good to talk to you, Zach. Have a good one. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 